Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Magenta, bring me the axe. Flapjack. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Fawn. <laughs> Fawn, it's the end of Camp Wanakiki. Can you believe? I cannot. I feel like we're just that uh, Nina Bonina Brown meme. Well, it's over. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't say that oh. I know it. Get on Twitter. Top of my head. Lord have mercy. Yeah, no, it's this really funny thing. When Nina Bonina Brown got eliminated on Drag Race, she posted this video with a, a thumbnail of her just looking sad on YouTube. And it said, well, it's over. <laughs> the like, Nina meme that I'm the most familiar with, like they use it in one of the discords that I'm in. It's um, Nina in the confessionals, like crying. But it's like fish-eyed, <laughs> so like the face is like so distorted, and it's like oh, a fish-eyed lens. Seen this. Yeah, <laughs> I did not realize that was Nina. I always thought that was someone else, but I, I knew it was Drag Race. I'm pretty sure it's Nina. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, I think we should start with some unfortunate news that came out today on the day of this recording, um, and that is that queer icon. Leslie Jordan passed away this morning um, at the age of 67 from a car accident. And I just hate that news, but I'm also just reminded of all the joy his work has brought me over the years. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. What, what's your favorite? Can like, you see my pussy now? <laughs> Hall ass Wardale. Yes. Oh my God. That, yeah. Him and Sorted Lives. It's, it has a really special place in my heart. My first introduction to Leslie Jordan, though, was actually an American Horror Story. That was your first introduction? Well, you know, I have to remember, I was very sheltered. Well, here's I'll let you finish yours before <laughs> I'll get into my I'm first I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> no, so my first introduction to Leslie Jordan was I was watching American Horror Story, but my I was watching it with my dad, and... That it was American. I, I came in very late to American Horror Story, um, and it was which uh, Roanoke, and it's when Leslie. Oh, I know. Super so late. not even Coven. No, but I mean I've watched it now. But like at that time, I was just watching like what was airing, and it was when he like got in the car with this guy. My dad is sitting next to me, who did not love the content that was on the TV, um, and Leslie <laughs> looks at the driver of the car in the episode and goes. Do you know something called gay for pay? <laughs> and then my dad just got up and walked out. It's funny that that's your first season too, because that's also the season that like had Trixie on it or something. Yes. Yeah. That was my first introduction to Trixie Mattel as well. That's my least favorite season. Really? Yeah. I think it's underrated, but I think also it holds a special place in my heart. Cause I, that was where I started. Yeah. So what was your first introduction to him? Will and Grace. Oh, I have never seen that. But, you know, the guy who I am taking improv classes from actually used to write for that show. Oh. I know, Look right? at you. I'm, yeah, taking classes from big wigs. <laughs> Although he's bald, so I, maybe I should give him one of my big wigs. Was he... <laughs> is he um, related to a local improv troupe in town? Uh, it was with... I. I the former, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know if they still call it this, but the Birmingham Improv Theater. Okay. Um, I know Chris Daves is with Birmingham Festival Theater, like with that area. But um, uh, my guy, I, I should know his name off the top of my head. It's David. I just know his first name, David. Um, he used to own Birmingham Improv Theater, but then with COVID, they had to yeah. unfortunately shut their doors. But he now runs something called Positively Funny Improv. Okay. And I'm not sure if that was around. Well, BIT was still open, but um, yeah, that's who I'm taking classes from. So nice. I'm actually starting stand-up comedy classes and sketch writing classes Wednesday. <laughs> that's exciting. I know. I'm still doing improv. But yeah, I'm just really trying to lean into the things that I saw my Camp Wanakiki counterparts be so good at. And I was like, I just, I want to make sure I'm being funny all the time because these are institutions and there's like a science to this. Right. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm working on. Oh. Trying to be funny. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that with Leslie Jordan since that happened today. Um, but can you believe we're at the end of Camp Wanakiki already? It feels like it's been a long journey, but also a very short journey. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's just been emotional. Right. 
Exactly. And I, I think that at this point, I am kind of excited to, I would, maybe not excited, but eager to move on and, and do something new. Yeah. Because I, I, it's been like the last 13 or 14 months. This is all that's been on my mind, really. Um, so I'm, I'm eager for what's to come next, but I also am sad that it's come to an end because, you know, what am I going to do every Thursday now other than watch Dragula Titan? Right. <laughs> Which is our next recap that's going to be happening yes yes okay so i'm trying to do a little math here how okay by the time we get to the end of next week there will be two new episodes out right correct so i think our next four episodes are going to be recaps is that right I don't know that that math is math is that is it the next three episodes I think it would be the next three okay unless we do a split episode for the premiere since they're doing two at once you know what that is spooky but in a fun way exactly (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited to jump into dragula titans honestly same 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 they just still got to figure out what your tattoo is gonna be (laughs) oh no i've already got yours figured out i low-key i think we should get them designed it's probably gonna cost money to do this but i think we should get them designed and then we'll whoever the winner is you know they can yeah. you can see like what you would have gotten i think that would be cool you know that would be cool kind of like how when you get eliminated from a show you just start posting all the looks that you didn't yeah. get to see yeah <laughs> i feel like um we know somebody that is a little handy with drawing that we might could reach out to now are they handy or are they handsy well maybe a little bit <laughs> They've also a little a little lashy, Miss Bonnie Lash. Oh, 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 yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Bonnie, if you're listening and you want to do some handiwork on some tattoos, well, our people will talk to your people. We'll see what's going on. Um, well, anyways, back to Camp Wanakiki. There are just a few updates now that the season is done. First of all, I just want to say, um, make sure y'all are sending love to our runners up. Um, because they didn't get a former or a formal farewell from getting that chance to take a hike. Um, so make sure you send them some love, uh, both, I mean, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've watched the episode, but, um, hopefully Hillary and Deja are really proud of the track records that they had this season because they showed off some excellent work. Um, and I think they should be really proud of what they did, but also send love to our new sovereign of camp. Yes. Congrats to them. We love them. We do love them. And I want that lube wrestling incident to happen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I also wanted y'all to know that we are expecting some unaired hiker talent shows to be coming out soon. Um, I believe they just released for Halloween the Camp Spirit talent shows for everyone on YouTube, but uh, particularly Opal and Vincent, that, who were not on the screen, um, who were not aired. Theirs are up on YouTube now as well. And in the coming weeks, you should see all the talent shows. That's not just the looks, but also the stand-up routine. So you'll get to see my stand-up routine. Yay! That could be some fun content for the podcast it later. could be. Mm, maybe we could fawn or flop some unaired hiker looks. Right. I love. Um, and then also, I just want to do one final thank you to everyone who came out and supported the viewing parties. It really meant a lot to me to have that community that we built every single week, um, particularly Birmingham Festival Theater, the folks from there who, who came out and sponsored all of those shows. That was so meaningful. Did you see the art that they got for me? Yes. Oh my God. Delane yeah. did it. Delane is amazing. We, <clears throat> maybe we can put this on uh, up as content on our socials, but yeah. um, it's this really cool picture of me uh, that they have drawn. Um, and it's like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the, there's like two layers. And so on the back layer, it's this really cool cutout of, it's like a shadow box. Yeah. It's a shadow box. And then on the front of the shadow box, they like hand drew my diner waitress um glampazon look right so i don't know it was really cool really special i can't wait to hang it up it's sitting right over on the wall waiting to be hung up it's so cute as we speak. delane does that a lot with a like painting a look or like something like that and using like the actual pattern pieces in the back yeah and then like just different accoutrements glued to the front of accoutrements. it accoutrements yeah accoutrements accoutrements it's a new digimon <laughs> um but yeah, because I know Karis has some too. So y'all check oh. out Delane Dairy Green. She's got some amazing yes. artwork. 
she's amazing thanks to lane you are amazing um yeah i will i will say that like when it comes to fan art and stuff about half of the reason i ever wanted to audition for a tv show was for fan art yeah <laughs> so i just i like to see other people's interpretation of my art so it, i love getting stuff like that i was so 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 excited so if you want to draw me draw me paint me one, <laughs> like one of your french ladies mm-hmm. amen like one of your french horse horses okay prostitution horses well why don't we jump on into this episode right off the top we are seeing the Sugarbaker twins um, back in their cabin and they are reminiscing on the first three seasons of Camp Wanakiki. We see some uh, really wonderful highlight moments like when the Sugarbakers fell in the lake the uh, during the very first water sports badge. Um, and like, I remember they were telling us about that and they were like, we told that we told all the campers not to fall in the lake, but if they did fall in the lake to make it funny, wink wink so they definitely wanted everyone to fall in the lake right um and we got to see some of the old hikers or uh, some of the old campers that we really loved one of my personal favorites is pagan holiday and i'm not sure that they're doing drag anymore yeah but i was really rooting for them in season one uh and they are one of my absolute favorites but as they're watching the tv it turns out there's a possum outside <gasps> it's kind of low and who could that possum be other than geneva, geneva convention <laughs> <laughs> i love that like we both stopped <laughs> yes the reigning queen well, of camp no long well sh- i guess she is the reigning queen I think of she, camp yeah and you, this might be a little early to talk about this but i mean curi- we've already mentioned it we have i'm curious to know what do you think of the title because it, like well okay what do you think of the title i like the title work Everybody should call me your sovereign from now on. <laughs> well, you have to win something first. Win. <laughs> I've won their hearts. <laughs> I mean, that means something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I really like it. I think that it will... The, the episode title for this week was Camp Champ, which I thought was interesting. And so I'm wondering if on badges from now on, they're going to write Camp Champ. Um and then if if it's a drag queen, it will be a miss. If it's a drag king, it will be a mister. And if it's a non-binary entertainer, it would be sovereign of camp. Why don't they just all be sovereigns of camp? Well, I I do think it's different. Uh, like, Why can't we just have a non-gendered terminology? I think we could. Yeah. But I also think that we live in a world that it li- that functions in a very binary way and i think rather than oh it, so you want to just live in the binary no i think that we should we should embrace the full spectrum and so rather than having the, uh, sorry i'm thinking of this now like as i'm saying it but i i do feel this way the i think that you know it's kind of like it's kind of like with race right it's it's like i don't want to say i don't see color it's like, I want to see that part of you and appreciate that aspect of you and yeah. your identity. So it's like, I think your gender, you know, we, since we have those terms for it, we can use it as long as we understand that that is a term that is also fluid. Um, yeah. you know, they can be something else. So we, yeah, I don't know. I still like a queen or King. Um, as long as that is what the person identifies with, like, I, I want to like be anybody. the queen of camp. I don't want to be the sovereign of camp. I want to be the queen of camp. I don't like anybody. You don't like anybody. No, <laughs> Not at all. Well, let's take a break on that one. (laughs) And we are back. And I think there's a possum in the trash can rooting around. (laughs) And tooting. Rooting and tooting and pooting. (laughs) (laughs) Not pooting. (laughs) When did this become a Russian podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we... Never finished the opening skit. No, so. we didn't. We got very derailed, but it's fine. Um, man, I would like to get railed by a D. Yeah. Mm. But we see Geneva <laughs> is outside in the trash, trash can. can eating some flapjacks. I know. I can't believe they didn't take the opportunity to make that joke. Right. Like, come on. Come on, it, how it would have been so easy. She was talking about pancakes that whole time. It would have been so easy for them to be like, actually, those are flapjacks. Wink, you know, and yeah. have the little that too sound effect. 
<laughs> but they didn't take that opportunity. But Cherry did take the opportunity to shoot the fuck out of Geneva Convention. And then she fell down with an arrow. But she got up again. Yeah, she did. Because she was just playing possum. <laughs> what did you think of her look? I am obsessed. <laughs> I love Geneva yes. so much. And that was everything to me. Like, I kind of want that look. Honestly. I know. It's, it's yeah, I could see you were in that. <laughs> um, yeah, she, I didn't realize how much rodent couture she would be wearing, but literally every single day while she was helping us film at camp, because she and uh, Bulimian in America showed up during the comedy, the stand-up comedy challenge. Um, and she always had some kind of rodent thing. Like she had a possum bag or no, was it possum? Yeah, a possum bag. Um, and, and she would just open it up. It was really funny. I mean, I she's from Tennessee. I know. Our very own Southern gal. Yeah. Other than me, of course. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, so, yes, Geneva pops out of the trash can. And we um, get to move on with the episode. We get to our daily camp challenge next. And we see Ruthie talking to the campers. And she's letting them know that today... For their final day of camp, they will have a relaxing day of fishing. But they're doing it old style. Which basically means that they have to scrounge up for worms, scrounge up for sticks as fishing rods, and do all that themselves. I really enjoyed this part of the episode. I don't know. What did you think? I thought it was cute and funny. Um, the whole like bit of them trying to get the... The worms? The the branches oh yes <laughs> and like one of them was like oh we can't both have small ones so then they pick up the big one yeah i forgot who exactly oh, it was did. clinica yeah because what not clinica and hillary both had small mm-hmm. ones and you know clinica's always got to be different right <laughs> so, so they were like gonna get that gonna get that stick gotta uh, get that boom 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 <laughs> amen um yes so they they uh, they find their sticks, but they also have to find their worms. And there were a few things in this that were just really funny to me. But I, I enjoyed getting to just see the three of them kind I of enjoy, have their celebration episode. I just enjoy Clinica and a tree any chance they yeah. get. <laughs> Clinica climbed up there, that's for sure. I love the part when Clinica was in the tree, found a worm, and then they dropped it on Deja's face. Right. <laughs> and then the face Deja made just like so up close in the camera. It was so like gross. I want to know how they found <laughs> to that bit what do you mean just like how they orchestrated all mm. that i have a feeling i mean i'm it was sure all planted i'm sure the worms were planted but i, I mean because those were they, those were some healthy looking worms that they found i want to know how the worm falling on deja's face bit mm. was like orchestrated right right it, it's funny to me that, that that is going on, but then Hillary is like in the background of that, just kind of like doing her own thing. As Hillary does. <laughs> as, as she does. Um, <laughs> I also, okay. Do you remember when Hillary was holding the worm up? Like she was about to eat it and then Clinica dared her to yes. eat it. I wish she had done it. I wish Same. she had. I, I was like, come on, just do it. And it just never happened. <laughs> Did you eat worms as a kid? Were you no. one of those? Oh, I was afraid of the dirt. Yeah. Dirt don't hurt. I like hated getting dirty as a child. Mm. I was not a mud pie kind of like kid. But, I was like, a, I want to keep my hands clean. But do you eat dirt? I mean, I ain't something that starts with a D, but it ain't dirt. <laughs> 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 I I did not eat worms. I mean, I would I would get dirty. Like I enjoyed mud pies. I, I enjoyed not. making that. And like when I was at Boy Scout summer camp, we would always do this thing called Adventure Valley, where it was like I think it was like a mile long, and it was just a huge like mud swamp. And like kids would go in there and lose their shoes. You had like these are your Adventure Valley clothes, and you knew that you were not taking them back home with you after. It would just get so nasty. But I loved it. I re- that was like a, the dirtiest thing I've ever done in my life. My parents should have known <laughs> that I was um, a little fruity, a little fruity by how much I hated getting <laughs> dirty. I did have this one neighbor who ate worms. Um, and one, and like, it was like we moved into a new house or no, they moved in next to us. And then when he ate the worms, my brother and I ran into my parents and we were like, uh, the neighbor just ate a worm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, uh, we live in um, Moody, Alabama now. Um, so, yes, I really enjoyed this part, getting to see them find the the sticks, find the worms. That was really enjoyable to me. And then they finally go fishing. I wish they would have had to find the hook. I know. Where would they have Where would they have gotten that from? Or like the fishing line. Imagine them having to like find a fishing line. Yeah. And it's just like they pull a whole spool out of a tree trunk. They probably would have gotten it that out of an iconic Clinica's cat. That. Or like. They, like what if they had like somebody dissected. Hole. What was it? Uh, her name's Green Tilda. Well, yeah, yeah. Icy is, I think, I, the real cat's name. I get a little confused about the lore of Clinica's cat. I feel like cat. it. It went back between like Gruntilda and Icy. Yes. Yeah. So whatever the cat's name is, I think it would have been fun if they had like dissected it <laughs> like right then and there in front of everybody and just gotten the, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's a little too intense. Maybe that's a little too spooky, but in a fun way. Right. Um, that's my new favorite button on the soundboard. Okay. So they go fishing. Everyone caught a fish, which was a little bit sus um, because I think they all called the same fish. Right, right. <laughs> it looked very similar, but then I enjoyed it when they started doing callbacks to the earlier episodes. Like they they caught um, Betty and Cherry's hair pieces from the water sports badge, like the fish with the googly eye, and then they caught Vincent's hat. Um, I thought that was a really f- nice yeah. touch, like considering he lost his hat during the water sports badge. Yeah. Okay, now there were a few things that they discussed that I wanted to ask you about and see if we felt the same about what they said. And so some of the things that they talked about, because, you know, when you're out fishing, that's a really great chance to just kind of shoot the shit with your buddies and, and all that. I mean, do you fish? I mean, I have been fishing. Mm. Anytime I catch one, though, I have to do the, like, put it on the dock and gently put my foot on it to get the hook out because I don't like touching it. <laughs> <laughs> amen (laughs) cheers to that (laughs) okay well as they were out there they talked about a few different things the first topic that came up was like why this top three out of the whole cast of 10 campers what made what set these three campers apart to be in the top um i'm curious what what do you think it was for each of them i mean i think it's because betty and cherry chose them (laughs) Correct, but <laughs> not the answer we're looking for. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, Hillary and Deja really had that like campy, can-do attitude. Yeah, like more. I feel like more than a lot of people did consistently. Like they consistently had it. Um, Hillary especially, like yeah, falling, yeah, and and the injury and everything. And like then you have like. Hillary and Clinica also brought some like incredibly stellar looks like and this is an incredibly diverse top three granted no matter who would have been in this top three it would have been an incredibly diverse top three yeah we had a really an, diverse cast I yeah feel. um I think that uh you know uh, aside from just like diversity things like that I really see Deja and Hillary as just such professionals in what they do yeah um I think that out of everyone, I think they probably are the most professional drag entertainers that were on our cast. You know, they've, they've been in the business for a long time. They've studied at what they do and they have really perfected their craft. Um, and I think they should be so proud of that. And uh, yeah, I, I love them both for it. Um, I, I think like you said, Clinica brought incredible talent show looks, but it was, it was so elevated. It wasn't just a look. It was like, it told a full Story, And we'll talk about their talent show look later on. But this was the first one that we as hikers got to watch all the campers do. Um, And it something just clicked for me when I watched Clinica do it. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. That is why they are in the top three here. Um, I'm curious to know what have been some of your favorite moments from the season for each of our top three. Like some of my favorite moments. Yeah. Like Um, what was the moment that made you laugh or just sticks out to you for clinica anytime they were in a tree <laughs> um also anytime they were just incredibly bendy mm-hmm. uh, i like physical comedy Amen. um so does Aud- clinica yeah and hillary just anytime she opens her mouth she's is, always funny yeah she's hillary yes for a reason she's hill she's hilarious yep and deja like She's the one that grew on me a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So does fungus. Yeah. Um, especially during the barn episode, like the barnyard oh, social. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Just the like, ad lib with Lily, mm-hmm. like when she was off screen. You said you wouldn't tell. She had so... <laughs> she, funny. She Both her and Hillary were some of like the best humor. Yeah. Like, verbal, like plan, off the cuff, like... Deja just seems the most natural to me. Yeah. Like, I, I remember watching back, all the way back to the Meet the Campers video, and the only person who I didn't kind of have that sense of, oh, they feel like they're trying to be funny. And I mean this for myself, too. Like, the only person who I didn't see that, oh, that they're just natural at this? Or, scratch that, reverse that. The only person who I thought they are just a natural at this was Deja. You know, it's like, she just has this natural humor that's so funny on the mic. It's She's just so campy in who she is as an individual. Um, my favorite quote from uh, Deja all season has been, Opal, you're going the wrong way! <laughs> in episode one. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> um, and I think... For Clinica, my favorite moment from them has just been most of their talent show looks. Probably oh, the finale talent show look is my favorite of everything Clinica has done. Um, and for Hillary, Hillary's stand-up, I mean, that is what she is best at. Yeah. And it, it Being there, getting to see it, she was such a natural in the way that she she brought the whole room into that stand-up routine with her and took, took us all on that journey. Ugh. And it's one of those things you can tell she is very studied and practiced. Yes. And like it shows in all the best ways. Amen. And I kind of touched on this a little bit, but the last thing that they talked about was what were some of the favorite looks of the season? So they asked, aside from your own, like what were some of your favorite looks of the season? So what were some that stuck out to you over the last nine or I guess eight episodes? Um, Are we talking just top three? Are we just talking in? We're talking the whole season. So, like, my, like, number one spot is a tie. And it's between Clinica's Pride look Mm. and Hillary's Couch look. Yeah, those are so good. But then I also really loved um, your leech look. Like, still love that. And Hillary, not Hillary's, I already said Hillary. Lily's pride look is probably the look that I would want the most like for myself. Yeah. That one is really one to write home about. I love that. Um, I really enjoyed Coco's sunflower look. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sugar breakers. I don't know what was going on that day because that did not make any sense to me. I, I just remember being so wowed by her, that sunflower and just the way it was so animated when she moved her head. I like, sure the right they could have used rhinestones on the back but god i just i i loved every every moment of it um clinic is reanimated and coco is very animated <laughs> coco was very animated um and then also uh pola's pride look was one of my favorites as well just the giant the pride talent show was so good like i i remember not being very excited about that one but it really it had yeah. some of my favorite looks of the whole season in it Okay, well, we have a lot to discuss when it comes to this talent show. So why don't we take a break, take a little sip of our drink, and then get into it. From our flapping and fawning mugs, which you can, which you can get at the links in our bios on Instagram. We are back, and it is time for... Boom 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 it's time for the talent show. Yeah, it's the talent show. And we're going to be flopping and fawning not just the top three, but all of the looks from this beautiful talent show. Spoiler alert, they're all flops. Spoiler, Every single yes, one. They were all horrible. Every single one. <laughs> um, and we're going to be starting with our reigning queen of camp, and that is Geneva Convention. What did you think of her literal crowning look? I love her <laughs> so much. Are you about to flop? <laughs> I it, it's like the pill bottle earrings. It's the yes name on her necklace. The mullet that I 
also have that same mullet. It's a gorgeous hair. Um, um, it was so good. It was great. It, I thought it was so clever. Like the whole. Oh wait, there's her possum bag that I was talking about. It's on her back. Like if you. Oh look, my god, I need that bag. Yes. Um, Geneva, can I have your possum bag? <laughs> I'm sure she'd say yeah, yes. Uh, I just I loved this. It was the most like storytelling sort of um, crowning look that I think we've seen from any of our returners to, to crown the next um, winner of Camp Wanakiki. Uh, yeah. Okay, so is this a flop or a fawn for you? It's a fawn. And it's a fawn for me as well. And if it's your first time listening to Flapping and Fawning Podcast, we actually have a very sophisticated system here for rating each of these looks. If we love it, it's a fawn. And if it's not our favorite, it's a flop. And if we absolutely love it, then it is a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. But it does happen here at Flapping and Fawning and Fetching, I guess, podcast. Um, yes. So let's jump into this talent show. We get to see all of the returning or all of the hikers. And it's in the order, the new ranking order. So bringing in at 10th place, we have Opal Essence. How would you describe this look? She's wearing this cute white dress with some lollipops all over it saying, suck me, lick me, all <laughs> kinds of innuendos. Yeah, but also work very well for lollipops. Um, I love the makeup. Yeah, I really like the makeup. Like the smeared lipstick that almost looks like it'd be a blue lollipop because she has a lollipop in her hand. Mm-hmm. It. I love this. Okay, so this was her... Originally, this was her first episode look, and then she's better than that. I know, and then she swapped. I am really surprised that she swapped, and I think that she would have been happier with this. I I really liked this look. Um, Funny story about this when (laughs) when she um, first of all, Opal was amazing at our viewing party. I should say, I like that girl can lip sync like she knows how to perform and she was so funny like Welcome when we were stage the yes she was great and um anyway she i think she told the story when we were at the viewing party but I, I i it still sticks out to me in this moment they asked what song she wanted to do her talent show oh, walk yes. in, and she did um cupcake oh what's that song um it wasn't deep throat was it n- I think it might have been Deep Throat. Yeah, mouth wide open. Yeah, Deep deep Throat. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And then Ruthie, you could tell she had never heard this before because by the time Opal was done modeling, she just goes, for the love of God, turn it off. (laughs) That's some shit I would do. (laughs) That was so She was like, they apparently asked her, they were like, are you sure this is what you want? (laughs) And she was like, yeah. (laughs) This is definitely what I want. But we had been singing that song like the whole week so it made sense for her to do it did y'all get to choose your runway song every week oh 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 good question so um no so what what kind of happened was just remember they were really shorthanded especially at the beginning of filming and i don't see what hand length has to do with this (laughs) right well once they got a few extra hands we were able to pick the song we wanted to walk out to but they they at first they just played any kind of gay drag queen music that you would hear in a club um so celine dion yeah share right and britney i I think i i did something to vogue by madonna but i think it was it it, i wish we had gotten to choose our music earlier on because i think it would have made more sense it would have helped them convey the story a little bit more clearly um but i think their concern was they didn't want us to lip sync a a song because they could they don't have the rights to put that music over right um so I probably would have chosen nine to five for my glampas on, but instead I did Vogue by Madonna, <laughs> which just felt a little weird in that outfit. Um, but then once Geneva and uh, Bulimian in America showed up, they were in charge of the music and Geneva would get all of our music requests. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, that, that was a really, it, Oh, that's real nice. It made a real, a real difference. That's for sure. Um, Okay, next to the stage, we have... What starts with F and ends with CK? It's me at ninth place, Flapjack. And this was my boba tea look. Um, And for this, I will just say that I was trying to do... I was trying to... Do you know my strawberry sundae look? 
Yes. Yeah. So it's one of my like favorite looks that you've done. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to rekindle that that kind of appreciation. Like I had a straw head piece that didn't make it onto the screen because it broke r- right when I put the wig on. Um, and it's almost like you like food or something. I know. It's almost like I name myself after food. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I went with this Boba tea look. My favorite thing about this look is actually the earrings. I made those myself from clay. I could not find Boba tea earrings. You made them from yourself. I did. Well, you're exposing my secret identity now, but, <laughs> but yes, I, I made those earrings. I handcrafted them myself. Um, I will say that I, like looking back, I wish I had done something bigger. Um, because I think that I, I, okay. I think this is a prime example of why it's good to have like how drag race has a finale that takes place months after the filming occurs. I think that it gives you more of an opportunity to showcase how much you've grown, maybe to capitalize on a funny moment that happened on the show, things like that. Because this was probably one of the looks I put the least amount of thought into. It was like, and it was the finale look. Yeah. You know, but it's like when you're thinking about how much time you have left, fair. you know, it's fair, like, fair. okay, well I'm not ju- if I make it to the, to the end, then I'm not going to lose my spot. You know, fair. it's going to be my track record. That's gotten me here. So yeah, I am going to give myself a flop on this one because I think I could have done better and I know that I could do better now. Um, but I, I do still like this look. It's just, I, I've graduated beyond it. And I look at this girl and I'm like, don't worry. Things are going to get better. Uh, but yeah, it's a flop for me. I think I'm still going to fawn it. Well, thank you. I like the look. Thank you. I wish the straw was there. I think it really I'd wear it. Makes, the, makes the illusion. I'd wear her. Thanks. Okay, next to the stage, we have Pola Frost and Tony the Tiger Couture. What do you think about this look? I am obsessed with this. And the fact that it's made out of like all sequin and then the rhinestone boxing gloves. I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, I really like it. I thought it was a fun, very different take for Polo than what we have gotten to see from the rest of the season. Um, I didn't really need the skirt. No, that's that. I like it because of that. Like, that's what makes it so funny to me. It's like, you know, a boxer has those are supposed to be like shorts, you know? I know. But I, I think it's funny. You don't think it's funny? It is. I'm just <laughs> saying I didn't need it. Oh, okay. You just wanted a naked tiger roaming around. Yeah. Well, hello, all <laughs> <you poor> cats <laughs> and kittens. <laughs> so is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. This one is a fawn. All the way down to the Crocs, even though I normally don't like Crocs. <laughs> Leave Pola and her Crocs alone. Next to the stage, space is the place. We have bringing it in as the other part of the tie. So for seventh and eighth place, we have uh, Coco Chanel. Um, so this one was spoiled for me before the mm. viewing party because I got on Facebook and I saw it. Yeah. But when I gasped, like I, I gasped. <laughs> it's a great look. This is so good. The It's very outer space UFO. A little bit of like a 90s roller rink kind yeah, of vibe. I see that. Like in all the best ways because of like the colors and everything. It's just so good. I think this is the most creative, conceptual kind of look that is on the stage. Um, yeah. I really enjoy it, especially the headpiece like the that looks like a galaxy. Ugh. Coco, she's phenomenal. So good. So, so, so good. Um, what is that kind of cape called is that just a cape isis like a wings pleated, oh isis wing isis like like the terrorist organization isis like the winner of canada too oh is that how you spell it i think so isis oh work okay i don't know it might also be egyptian i don't know <laughs> i just know they're I've called isis it. wings i've never owned a pair oh okay okay um well is this a flop or a fawn for you this is a fawn yes it's a fawn for me as well congrats coco i just ugh, i'm so in love with the artistry i feel like we're not hyping it up enough hyping it up enough but that makeup was so good like i just love the the split there it like ties in the look and the headpiece and all of it just so well next up we have 
I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. Coleslaw, bringing it in at sixth place. What'd you think of this look? Um, I need this hair. <laughs> Me too. Literally, like the hair steals the show. I need it's the hair. So good. I need the hair, and I love that it's got the little orange pieces in it. Um, especially because she does have that orange piece in the very front of it, and that's a hard trick to do. Mm-hmm. Ventilating wigs is not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, this it's this purple and orange fantasy, which against the purple backdrop makes the stripes on the outfit look a little more blue, which is a little bit of a disservice, I feel mm. like. I see that. But I also kind of feel like it makes it pop in a cool way. I don't know. It makes the orange pop. Yes. Yeah. Um, Complimentary colors. But it just, it does a disservice to the purple. But that's not her fault. Like, and I'm not counting that against her. It just is unfortunate that it worked out that way. But I fucking love this. I probably would wear this, honestly. Yeah, it's really cute. I would absolutely wear it. It's a huge fawn for me. Congrats, Coleslaw. Fawn for me. Work. Next to the stage, we have Vincent Millay. Um, what? How would you describe this look? This one is very like gives me a little like Italian mobster. <laughs> yeah, I see that a bit. Um, <laughs> with the like Elvis Presley pompadour kind yeah. of vibe going on. I will tell you, he was extremely proud of that wig. Like the uh, the the wig is good. I think it was like his first lace front or something like that. Um, and I just remember that he was like really, 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 really proud of it. <laughs> so it's really good. As he should be. Um, I love the, I believe that's rhinestones or maybe sequins on the lapel of the blazer. Um, I really enjoy that. I just think it's a fabulous, um, cap to the, uh, end of his. Yeah. And the yellow timer. is a nice little accent pop of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I, I also love the black hairspray can. Um, yeah, is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn for me. Fawn for me as well. Congrats, Vincent. Okay, I have to know what you think. Lily St. Queer. This one honestly may have been one of my favorites of the entire episode. Yeah. This may be like my favorite Lily look. Really? Um, favorite of all? Yeah. Not the one that I would wear the most, oh. but my favorite. It does very much look like a final evolution for her. It's just like this lampshade look. And we've seen a lot of lampshade looks within the past like year. <laughs> um, we've seen a lot of drag lampshade looks within the last year, which is like wild that we haven't really seen them before. And now all of a sudden it's like, here's some drag lampshades. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, this is so good. I think this may have been one that she had before she came on the show. Because if you scroll back far enough on her Instagram, there were some pictures of her in that headpiece. Um, I really love it, though. I especially love the way she accents the mustache um, with that. I don't know what you call it, but that just mu- that mustache add-on. I think yeah. the jewelry is really cool. The fringe is so fun. Just all over. Um, also, trend alert. There's a lot of orange in this finale talent show. It's kind of funny to me that so many of us picked orange for our finale looks. Um, but yeah, this is a huge fawn for me. Congrats, Lily. Yes. Is that a flop or a fawn for you? Um, I think I might have to fawn this. <laughs> okay, it's a fawn. There's a lot of thinking that went down into that for your favorite look. All right, all right, all right. Next to the stage, we have... Well, we're getting into our top three now. I should have said Lily uh, came in at fourth and Vincent was at fifth. I will say I'm very happy for Vincent, but me jumping down from eighth to ninth, that did break my heart a little bit. But <laughs> congrats to Vincent for being able to jump up. Loser. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Next up to the stage, we have De- the first of our top three, Deja D. Della Taro. And she is representing autism um, through her look here. She has the large puzzle piece cut out on her head, as well as all the puzzle piece pieces on her um, cat suit. Uh, I love her rhinestone gloves with the nails that are on them. And then she even has puzzle 
pieces drawn on her face and a pair of red boots. What'd you think of this look? Um, this was a look as soon as she came out, I knew exactly what it was. Mm. Like I knew exactly what it was. And I honestly got really like emotional and teary about it. Really? Um, there's like some personal family reasons why I got really emotional about it. So it was, it's probably my favorite Asia look of the season. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. Um, it, I love it. It's one of those that is not the most extravagant looks, but it's got so much heart and yeah. feeling to it. Like, I love it so much. It's simple, yet it does the job. It gets the job know? done so well. And, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it as well. Um, I I, I kind of wish she added like a red belt or something. That would be my only piece of feedback, but I, I, I love it. And there was one thing, I, like I love the concept behind it. There was one thing from filming that didn't make it in. And I think it may have been, I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind it, but when we were there, she actually read the names of her kids that she it may have been works like with legality reasons yeah. that, that that's possible. I'm not sure. Um, but it was, it, it, she only said their first names. So I thought yeah. it would be okay. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very beautiful moment. And a lot of people in the room were really teary eyed. Um, I know that she has also kind of had some mixed feelings about this look since then, because there are some, um, folks with autism who, do not uh, identify with the puzzle piece symbol. Um, right. But I think that Deja just came out and represented the best way that she knew how to a, a cause that was important to her. And I'm really proud of her for that. And so for me, that's going to be a, a huge fun. Same. Congrats, Deja double fawns from double F's <laughs> next to the stage. We have. Wow. Is that special? Apparently it is special. Cause it's Hillary. Yes. So in this look, she came out looking like a housewife and she had a cupcake on a plate. She was wearing a mask. And then when she took off the mask, it revealed this soulless face um, that had like the smiley face drawn onto it uh, in these dark, dark, dark circles that were sockets on the eyes. This was a haunting look, um, but I thought it was really cool. I was really surprised by this look from Hillary. Um, I, I did not expect this for the finale. Um, but I'm curious to know your thoughts, Vaughn. Yeah, this was incredibly unexpected. It honestly took some time to digest, like to really like get it and understand it. Um, I saw following on her social media that this is supposed to be kind of, if I'm understanding correctly, it's like a dichotomy between her first look and her finale look. Um, like that, if you remember from episode one, she had that very youthful sleepover look and she Um, just got engaged, just got engaged. And now she has been the housewife for so long. She's kind of become, she's starting to live with a mask and putting that face of happiness on, um, while being really soulless behind the mask. She's become a husk of herself. Yeah. It was like, Hillary ass all of a sudden became Hillary dark. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, it was very unexpected. Um, Yeah. And it was one of those that it, it did have to like sit with me Mm -hmm. for me to like really get it. Um, But I do really appreciate this. And this is definitely a fawn. Nice. This one is a fawn for me as well. Uh, yeah, I like the look overall. Um, I probably would have chosen something a little different for the finale, um, which reasons I'll get into later, but I, I do like this look overall. Um, and then last, but certainly not least to the stage, we have Clinica Depressious. Okay, I've been sitting on this look, waiting for everyone to see it for so long now. I have got to know your thoughts. I, I'm obsessed. It's a towel. You shut the fuck up. (laughs) 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 What? No. (laughs) Is that really how you feel? No. Oh, I was like, this is fucking amazing. What are you talking about? (laughs) It's so easy to pull your leg. Well, Um, you have to make sure you're pulling the right one. I I love the whole concept of like the shower and Mm -hmm. 
it being like a evening gown made out of towel and the giant ass like head wrap to yeah. like the shampoo is actually a hair removal and then the like commitment to shaving hair off to wear right very patchy basically bald mm-hmm. head i think folks need to take note this is how you do a finale look like if you're not shaving your head you're not doing you're not drag, doing drag. <laughs> i i there this particular performance was me watching them do this and the way they modeled something clicked for me in the way that i perform um and th- that is why this particular look has sat with me the way it has for so long. I love it so much. I think that they, like, what you didn't see was, you know, them coming out on the stage. This they, is legit towel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's towel. It's made by Calamity Adams, if I'm not mis- mistaken, um, which is a friend of theirs, I think, believe, roommate in Columbus. And anyways, they come out in the towel, moving like a Tim Burton character, you know, very rigid kind of movements, jerky movements if you will. Um, and you know, they have the shower caddy, but notice they had the front side and what we don't have on the reference photo here is it, they had done up the shampoo to say like Clinica depressus or, or right. some kind of soap pun, um, had the cat on the caddy, which is so clever on, on its own. And you know, if they had just stopped there, I think it would have been perfect. Like it was already very good. But then when they took the headpiece off, and they set it down and they started to feel their head. It was like they let down, it was like they, they thought they were letting down a lot of hair when they did it, but then they started to feel their head in this masterful way where they were so shocked that it was bald and they let out this huge scream. They, that, the only point that we actually figured out, oh, it was nair or hair removal was when they picked up the caddy and then they turned it around and then we saw then they made they had the realization we all had the realization at the same time and their reaction was just timed so well like i I, there is i didn't think it was possible for camp wanakiki to capture that moment and i don't know that they quite did because with the voiceover it's just not as easy but seeing it live it didn't need a voiceover it was just so perfect i i so I know I'm talking a lot about it, but I just can't sing the praises of it to, uh, enough. And to me, this is my biggest fetch of the whole season. Stop trying to make fetch happen. This performance going to happen. changed the way I view my own drag and the way that I want to tell stories on stage. I'm, I really admire Clinica for this look. Yeah, this, this look, no notes. Yeah. No notes. Perfection. It's a flop. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> of course, it's a... Of course... I've got to fetch this. Stop trying to make fetch. Yes. Congrats, happen. Clinica. Double fetches. How you feel with those two Fs? <laughs> All right. So our top three go back to the rec room. And they mentioned that for the first time, this wasn't a nerve-wracking talent show, which I get. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. Was there anything that really stuck out to the rec room? to you i mean not really honestly yeah we're all just waiting for the winner to be announced yeah. right like yeah I, I i felt that way at the viewing party too it was kind of like just all this build up and anticipation um and yeah eventually after the rec room they come back onto the stage and they ask the question why should you be the winner of camp wanakiki um was there anything that stuck out to you from that moment and what they said one of the biggest things, like, for me was Clinica's whole speech of, like, why they should get it. Yeah. Um, mentioning, like, and it's one of the things even, like, my partner has brought up multiple times, like, mm. multiple times since then of being, like, I love that they gave Flap the shout out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for not being the only non-binary representation. And then, like, Deja's also there representing people that, with autism. And then, like, also the kind of like jokey one of like Coco's also bald <laughs> like yeah. the like sense of awareness and humility with it all right yeah I, I thought that Clinica came in the most prepared to talk about why they deserved to win the show um, and speaking of those shout outs I was uh, you know I knew that that was going to be said right like I, I saw it happen but 
I had like a surprisingly emotional reaction to that at the viewing party. And like, I don't know. I couldn't, I was like heaving <laughs> from like the tears and Opal like had to grab my hand and I was like, thank you, Opal. <laughs> it was, uh, I don't know. I, it was very unexpected for me to, um, to kind of react that way. But, um, yeah, I, that, that really stuck out to me. I would say also, I liked Hillary's look, but I, I did think it was a little short-sighted to cover your face when you're, you know, you're likely going to be speaking um, yeah, to make it harder for you to speak. Um, but I thought what Hillary said once she was able to speak was, or more clearly um, was wonderful as well. Like it, what, what she does is camp and it is true hilarity. Um, and I, I think that for me, it was pretty clear. It was between those two. Um, and either would have been deserving, but I, I thought because of really all the steps Clinica took in this episode, that that's what sealed the deal for Clinica yeah. to win. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts about this? I section? have nine. I know. Yeah. We're just wrapping up to the end. I feel like these finales are always so weird. Um, cause it's like, well, it's over, but there is one more thing we have to mention. And that is our miscongeniality of the season. Who did you think would get it? I had no idea. I thought maybe Vincent. I thought yeah. maybe you. I thought maybe Pola. I <laughs> thought maybe Coco. Basically, anybody could have gotten it. Work. Yeah. I, I Pola made the made a lot of sense to me though. I I will say when we voted, I circled two names and I I circled Coco and Pola because I felt like they were both so equally helpful to everyone on the cast. You know, Coco always had snacks, always had sunscreen, always had aloe vera, always had bug spray, whatever we needed. But when I was going to circle the names, I also was reminded of that moment in episode one, when my hair came undone and I went to the backstage with tears in my eyes as usual and needed um, a bobby pin. And Polo took one out of her own wig to give it to me. Um, And so I I was really happy that she won this title. Um, I thought she was very deserving, but I will also say another honorable mention is Vincent because he really put in so much work to make this season happen. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that he entirely got the credit he deserved for that this season. So I would, I would have liked to see him um, get that as well. Okay. Well, that's a wrap on camp on season four. Woo! We did it. Can you believe? No, it's, it's done. I can't believe it. it yeah. Let's just do it again. And again. And again. And again. I want to come again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any final thoughts on this season? I mean, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel I'm probably a bit more emotionally attached to it. <laughs> but, it's, but I'm going like, to be real honest. I'm you hate real it. real honest. This season was such a wild ride. I didn't necessarily love how we got here. Mm. But... Like, this top three made sense. Yeah. And I feel like I may not have enjoyed the journey to get to this top three, but I'm not mad at it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. There was a lot of choices that I may not have personally agreed with, but I feel like there's a lot, like, they all very much all equally deserved to be there. Yeah. It was a fun season. There was a lot of good drag. There was a lot of good drag. There was some... Then there was Flapjack. Yeah. There was Flapjack. <laughs> so there was some drag that was just there. Yeah. I just can't wait to see what's next for Camp Especially that like Camp Spirit episode. Oh, yeah. That bitch I just hated horrible. that look so much. Yeah. God. Good thing she drowned <laughs> forever. Uh. Um, yeah. I... I I think for me, um, I'm just really excited to see where Camp Wanakiki goes next. You know, this was probably my biggest goal uh, when I st- first started doing drag to, to make it onto Camp Wanakiki. And I had my sights set on that for, I don't know, what felt like such a long time to me. Honestly, the amount of time that I have known that I've been on versus the amount of time that I wanted to be on, it's about the same now. Um, and Wild. I know. It, 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 it's just wild to think about. Um, but I'm proud of the work that I put in, and I know that I wouldn't be the entertainer I am now without this show so i'm really thankful for that experience even though i had quite a few bumps along the way um and the the lessons about being an entertainer and lessons about professionalism and the ways that i can grow personally as well um i really value that i can't wait to see what season five holds for us because it's gonna be a good one yeah well i think that's the pod 
thanks everybody for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Congrats to our new sovereign of camp. Yes, go congratulate them online. Yes. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen. F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod. And on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.